Church, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. My name is Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchvictoria.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash vctchurch. Church, I really appreciate you tuning in. I know everybody is is uh, dealing with this winter storm. I mean, everybody, everybody's dealing with it across the entire state of Texas. Um, people are without power. People are without water. Uh, if you can tell, which I don't have, it would be uh, I, we haven't had water <laughs> in a uh, in a couple of days. So we're all we're all in this together. We're all pretty much in the same boat, as far as I can tell. I don't know anybody who who just has everything right now. Uh, I know in the city of Victoria, where I live, uh, we had a couple of mains break, and that's why we've lost water. And I know through, throughout the whole state, we're dealing with rollout, rolling blackouts. So if you are able to tune in and watch this, I really do appreciate it. Um, this evening, what I'd like to do in lieu of our normal uh, Bible classes, of course, our in-person Bible classes have been canceled, and our online classes, unfortunately, weren't able to get uploaded because we lost power at our building. So in lieu of all of that, and despite this major emergency, I do think it's important that we spend some time in the Word of God. We look and see what God has to say. Um, and we just, we examine, you know, in times of difficulty, coming back to the Word, examining the nature of our God, reminding ourselves, helping to be reminded of, of the God that we serve and His awesomeness, even despite the storms and the troubles and the trials and the tribulations. I, I think it's uh, worthwhile and important. So that's why we're doing this tonight. Um, I hope it's a blessing to you. Uh, the study we're going to be looking at tonight is uh, out of Luke chapter 18. We're going to be looking at Christ's parable of the persistent widow. I think there are a lot of lessons that, uh, that we can learn from that parable. I think they're especially important considering um, 2020 and now here in 2021, the trials and some of the, some of the things that have occurred. So um, we're going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to jump into the study tonight. Um, thank you again, church, for joining us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege of coming in before your throne. Thank you for the Christ. Thank you for forgiveness and grace and mercy. Father, you are an awesome God. And Father, you always deliver your people. Father, right now I want to reach out and pray for all of those who are suffering due to power outages and due to, to water shortages or water outages. Father, so many people across this, this state are suffering, Father, and I pray for your mercy and your help. Father, help help us get the water back on and the power back on, Father. Help us, help us during this difficult time, Father. Father, I, I can only imagine what some people are going through right now. Father, give them the confidence to reach out to others to help them, Father. Help those of us who still have things to share those with those who do not. Father, help us be more like you. Father, I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. All right, so we're going to be in Luke chapter 18 tonight. And uh, actually, before we jump into Luke chapter 18, I want to focus just a little bit on what happens before Luke chapter 18 and Luke chapter 17. And the reason I want to do that is because, you know, these chapter divisions, they... These were added much later. These weren't these weren't in the original manuscripts. You know, these weren't in the original scrolls. These chapter divisions. These these things are, are put in by us, by you know people who've been studying the word and things like that. And so the, the chapter divisions sometimes help us uh, don't serve us all that well. What I mean by that is when you when you come to a new chapter in a book, you immediately start thinking, okay, 
you know that section is done new section has begun and that's that's that doesn't help and so i want to sh demonstrate i want to talk about a little bit what was kind of going on when jesus very possibly told this parable what was what was in the mind of his disciples what was what was just the the context if you will before we jump into this parable so to do that we're going to jump into luke chapter 17 first and i'm just going to read uh from the scriptures here this is luke chapter 17 verse 20 once on being asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god would come jesus replied the coming of the kingdom of god is not something that can be observed nor will people say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of god is in your midst then he said to his disciples the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the son of man but you will not see it people will tell you there he is or here he is do not go running off after them, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it is in the day of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day of Noah, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together, one will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? the disciples asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Now that's a pretty heavy scripture, and I, I'm not going to get into this debate, okay? I understand um, a lot of people want to debate about what specifically this passage is talking about, the, the kingdom of coming of the kingdom of God, you know, the end times. People will oftentimes ascribe this passage to the end times. And I, I don't want to get any, into any of that debate. That's not what we're talking about. That's not the focus. Our focus is Luke 18. But understand what, the, what all of these disciples were just told, okay? They were basically just reminded of the judgment on earth by, uh, during Noah's time, which killed everybody. Okay, they were just remind, reminded of the judgment that occurred during Lot's time, which again, fire and brimstone killed a lot of people. You know, terrifying event. And we've been talking about this in, in our conversation through the Law and the Prophets. We've just finished talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and all of that episode with Lot. So Christ just hands them this big judgment discussion. Like he just basically rolls out the big judgment, big guns, saying this judgment is coming. And we've, again, we've looked at how, how just horrible the, the judgment of God can be. And understand what I mean by horrible, not that God is horrible, but his judgment is something to to be terrified of. It's something to be afraid. It's something that is terrifying. It is a horrible thing to behold. So they're just told about this. And then when he's talking about this, you know, one person's going to be left. You know, there are going to be two people here. One's going to be left. There are going to be two people here. One's going to be left. That's a pretty high body count. And then they ask, where is this going to happen, Lord? And he looks at him and he says, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. If you didn't know this, vultures gather where there are dead bodies. They circle overhead. And so this is a heavy discussion. Jesus is laying this out, saying this is going to happen, and the disciples are rightly terrified. 
they're, they rightly are shaken by this. This is, this is a heavy, heavy discussion, okay? And that forms the context that we look at this parable of the persistent window, widow, right? So then I'm going to keep going into 18, but keep that in mind. You know, there are dead bodies. God's going to judge things. This, this is the frame of mind in which we enter this parable. So let's get into, into Luke 18. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Well, yeah, they need, they, they're going to need some help here, right? They're going to need to be reminded, don't give up. Yes, these horrible things are going to happen, but don't give up. So he gets into the parable. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, the judge refused. But finally, the judge said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Now, the idea isn't, of course, that this widow is going to attack this judge, but it's this, could you, you know, you can imagine this. This poor lady has, has this widow has no other recourse, no one to stand up for her, and so she's just going to keep, keep coming at this judge to give her justice. And this judge, who doesn't care, he doesn't care about God, and he doesn't care about other people, he's just going to give in to get her off his back, right? And the Lord said, this is verse 6, Listen to what the unjust, unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So again, he's, this, this is coupled right up with what we were reading in Luke chapter 17. Okay, These aren't separate things. These aren't separate circumstances, okay? These are the same circumstances. Jesus is still looking at the things he just said. Yes, judgment is going to come, okay? But what you need to understand, God will bring about justice for his chosen one. We know who, of course, we know who his chosen ones are. We know it's, that's the church. He's referencing the church there. Um, but God is going to bring justice. As the people of God, we are going to live through these difficult times. We're living through these some difficult times right now. 2020 was a doozy of a year. We all look forward to 2021. My guess is 2021 ain't, ain't gonna, <laughs> it's not turning out to be that hot, no pun intended. Um, but look at what's happening here in 2021. You know, and this is just the beginning of the year. Again, you know, we've started out with a major disaster. You know, so troubles are going to come we know that we're living through it but what we need to remember and what we something we need to focus on is that god is going to bring us justice he's going to do that we need to pray and not give up and consistently pray for god's justice but notice what this text doesn't say it doesn't say that the widow went out and beat somebody up and dragged them to justice right that's not what this text is saying that's not what this text is talking about at all and yet how often, as these trials and tribulations, as these things come, 2020, 2021, how often does our society look for a scapegoat, look to bring justice themselves? Church, we have to be very careful here. We cannot get caught up in that. We cannot get caught up in demanding justice. We should know, church, that the world will not bring justice. The world is incapable of bringing justice because the world is corrupt. 
This judge in this parable is corrupt. Notice what his concerns are. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't fear men. Wow, doesn't that, doesn't that really just highlight a lot of judges and elected officials and politicians and things of that nature? They don't fear God. And they don't fear men. Now, we need to understand that it's not our job to bring justice. It's not our job to bring judgment. In this parable, Christ highlights, yes, difficult times, but we need to always be in prayer and never give up and look to God for justice. This isn't the only place that this says that, okay? In Matthew chapter 28, and I've, I've talked about this before, and I'll continue to talk about it. I, I'm very big on the things that we should be doing, the, the perspectives that we should have. I, I like, I enjoy um, seeing in the scripture where God says, hey, you need to go do this, you need to go do this. Those things are important. And so I really latch on to those. And so I come to a lot of these things. I come to these, these types of verses quite a bit. But in Matthew chapter 28, Christ makes it clear, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. That's all authority. He has all authority. And so look at what he tells his disciples, right? Christ has been given all of the authority. So if he has all the authority, then he gets to determine the way all these things work. It's his choice, right? So all authority on in heaven and earth has been given to me. So what do you so Christ, what do you want us to do, right? What is what is it since you have all the authority, you tell me what I'm supposed to do. So he tells us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and lo I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. That's what we're supposed to be focused on. Now not just that that's one of the big ones, okay? That's called the Great Commission for a reason. It's a self-propagating command. And what I mean by self-propagating is as the apostles went out and did that, if they teach those people to obey everything that Christ has commanded them, he's going to teach them to obey. They're going to teach their, the disciples that come after them to obey this as well. We see Paul tell Timothy, you know, entrust the things that you've been taught to uh, trustworthy men. Uh, this is a, this is, part of the church. This is how the church oftentimes grows, how God grows the church, is we go out and we tell people about Christ, we tell people about the gospel. But the other thing I want us to, to look at is this, and surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Christ has not abandoned us, okay? He promises us justice. He says, God is going to give you justice. You need to not give up and keep praying. We need to pick up our cross and continue to follow Christ. No matter the frustrations, no matter the struggles, no matter the trials, no matter, matter the tribulations, these, this is what we need to have our mindset on. Not going out and demanding justice. Not going out and, let me rephrase that, not not going out and demanding justice, but specifically not bringing justice ourselves. We need to look to God to bring that justice in his time. Look at uh, Acts chapter 1 verse uh, 7 and 8. Now again, we're looking at the things that Christ has commanded us to do. He's commanded us to pray, to look to God for justice. Then he's told his disciples, go out and make more disciples, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. Trust that I am with you, right? In Acts chapter 1 verse 7, uh, excuse me, we're starting verse 6. This is right as Christ is ascending, okay? Um, this is after his death, after his resurrection, and he's, he's, a, he's going to ascend to heaven. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So again, is it this time that you're going to bring your kingdom here and now, right? That's what he said in verse 7. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So again, don't focus on this socio-political stuff. Don't focus on these kingdoms. This isn't yours to figure out, okay? These times are not for you. When Matthew, when they, when they ask a very similar question, when are these things going to happen? He'll say, no man knows the times but the Father, right? He's set those times. So don't worry about them. And here again, very clear, you need to go be my witnesses. You need to go teach people about me, right? These are the things that he wants us to focus on. Let's turn over very quickly to Ephesians chapter 5. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Um, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. These are the, this is where our mindset should be. No matter the disasters, no matter the struggles, we need to be focused in on telling people about Christ, spreading the gospel, and finding out what pleases the Lord. But what is it, what is it that pleases the Lord? Come over here to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, starting in 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, so that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. So, church, a couple of things then, right? I'm supposed to trust God's judgment. We saw that in the parable of the persistent window, widow. I'm supposed to pray, not give up, trust that God is going to bring justice, right? Okay, so that's one of the things I should be doing. I should be telling people about Christ, spreading that gospel, helping people, right, clearing that windshield for people so that they can see Christ and his glory and repent and come to him, right? And then finally, I'm supposed, or not finally, I'm supposed to learn what pleases God. And then here Peter says, we are to declare his praises. We're to glorify him. What doesn't glorify God is when we look to bring our own judgment. What doesn't glorify God is when we try to bring justice. What doesn't glorify God is when we trust in our own power or our own strength. That doesn't glorify God. And the world does all of these things. Especially right now, there are already news reports in the middle of this disaster. People are without power, people are without water, and there are already all these talking heads pointing fingers and blaming, oh, it's this people's fault, or it's these people's fault, or it's these people's fault. What good does that do anybody? At this point, what difference does it make whose fault it is? We have people without power, we have people without water, we have people who are freezing to death, we have people who are going to go without water. Church, we don't need to be focused on all that. The world's going to chase after that. The world's going to chase after its own justice. And what we should have learned in 2020, especially in 2020, I'm hoping we don't need repeat lessons in 2021, but what we should have learned is the world is not going to bring justice. The world's not going to do that. The world is interested in self-serving. So what does that mean for the church? What does that mean for you and me today? What does that mean for us here in Victoria? Looking, looking at all of these scriptures, what, what do we do? You know, what, we're in the midst of this horrible storm. Power's knocked out. Water's knocked out. What do we do? Well, I think we need to not give up, right? We see that very clearly in the parable of the persistent widow. Trust that God is going to bring his justice. Be in prayer. Pray for him to bring justice. Look, whoever is responsible for all of these things, be rest assured, they will one day stand before the throne of God. 
they will have to answer. And if there were misdeeds done, they will be judged. They will be judged accordingly. We don't have to worry about that, church. That is going to happen, okay? But as this crisis continues on, I want to really encourage you. Reach out to your neighbors. Look for ways to help and share with what you've been blessed with. Look for ways to serve your neighbors in love. Remind them. Right now, church, there are a lot of people whose lives are just completely rocked. The power has been turned off. The water's been shut off. We have people huddled in their homes, terrified. Remind them that there is a God who desperately loves them, who has sacrificed everything for them. Remind them. Bring them. If you have power, bring people into your home. If you have water, give of give your water that you still have to other people. Help people, church. Now is the time to be that neighbor. Remember what Christ said in Mark chapter 12. All of the law and the prophets hinges on these two things. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is the time, church, that his church goes to work. Don't just stay at home. Don't just huddle in the dark. Reach out to people. Pray with people. Call people up and pray with them over the phone. Reach out to your neighbors. See what they need, okay? Reach out and offer what you have. Our Father has promised us in this awesome way. He has promised us. He says, if you pursue my righteousness, these things will be added to you. And he's talking about food and he's talking about clothing. He's never promised us electricity or power. He's never promised us running water. He hasn't promised us these things, okay? But if you are still blessed with those things, use those blessings to bless other people. Give of what you have. Don't be, don't hoard. Church, whatever we do, we should not be hoarding. We should not be panicking. We are his church and his people. We have to be the light on the hill because it's not going to come from the world. The world, look at the world's response. All of this stuff goes down and it's pointing fingers. It's blaming. It's, it's trying to, to cover you know, each other's backsides. It's, it's foolishness. We have people who are hurting. We have people who are in need. Church, let's rise up and meet those needs. Let's do what we can to help our community and help the people around us, help our neighbors. Let's love them like we love ourselves. Let's practice the things Christ has commanded us. So going forward, church, be encouraged. Remember that we serve a God who created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. He has all power and all authority. It all rests with him. Hold on to that. Remember that he will bring justice. The people that are responsible for all of this, this foolishness, if there are people responsible for all of this foolishness, for all of this horrible, the, all of the horrible things that have happened, God will hold them accountable, rest assured. In the meantime, continue to pray. Don't give up. Continue to reach out to our community, to our neighbors. Remind them that there is a God who loves them. Pray with people. Take the time to pray with people over the phone. Take the time to share what you have with other people. This is the time, church, that we remind people that there is a God who cares. There is a God who loves them and that they are not alone. 
that's the lesson for this evening, church. I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope that wherever you are, you're warm and you're safe. If you're not, please, please, please reach out. I've, for right now, I've still got power. Reach out to me. You can call me on the phone. You can reach out to me through Facebook Messenger. You can message the church's page. I will get it. We will do whatever we can to help you. Do not sit at home alone thinking nobody cares because it's just not true. We will do whatever we can to help you. Church, we are incredibly blessed. Even now, even in the midst of this, we have a God who loves us, who's blessed us, and as long as we are willing to come together and continue to seek his help and seek his glory, the church won't be overcome. So church, again, if there's anything you need, please, please, please reach out. We would love to be of assistance. Let's go ahead and uh, close this lesson on prayer. Father, we come before your throne again, and we are grateful. We are grateful for the blood of Christ. We're grateful for, your, for his cleansing, for his washing, for making us new creatures in you. Father, I pray that now in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this struggle, Father, that you embolden your people, that you embolden us to be more like you, to be more like your son who came to serve and not be served. Father, I pray that you help us live, that you help us become more and more like Christ, that you help us live out Christ in our lives, in our homes and in our families and in our communities. Father, I pray that you lift this storm. There are so many people, Father, without power. There are so many people, people, Father, without water. There are people who are in desperate situations. Father, I pray that you lift this storm from us, that you lift this storm from the land, that you give us peace, Father, so that we might, the church might spread the name of Christ and his gospel in peace. But Father, most of all, I pray that your will be done because you are God and you know best, Father. We are your servants, and we are so grateful for that opportunity. Father, you be glorified in all things, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, church, be blessed, and if there's anything that we can do for you, please reach out.